I will say this, when we provide all the details, I believe our community will be shocked. This is Where's Jolene, covering the search for Jolene Cummings and the search for answers in one of Florida's most puzzling murder cases. This episode is packed with the evidence police say was collected in the days and weeks after Kessler is arrested. A 367-page investigative report details several pieces of video detectives say catches the movements of Kimberly Kessler before and after Jolene disappeared. We begin with four days before Jolene disappeared. It's a troubling series of cell phone searches police say they found on Kessler's phone. It was for Florida female murderers, autopsy, and a list of female murderers by country. Now, May 12th is the last time Jolene was seen alive while working a shift at the Tangles Hair Salon. To this day, Cummings' remains have not been found. But police say they found DNA evidence. And even though her body has never been found, the state attorney's office believes they have enough evidence to make their case. Police had to retrace Kessler's steps. We start with the night of May 12th. The owner of a local gym in the area told police Kessler used the facility at 7.30 that morning. Just before 8 o'clock that evening, police say they found video of Kessler swinging a large, heavy trash bag into a dumpster. Less than 30 minutes later, Kessler's back again, throwing another bag into the dumpster. Police make note Kessler looks tired and unsteady on her feet. This dumpster, it's near the Tangles hair salon. Then around nine o'clock that night, possibly the most shocking part of the evidence released to the public includes Walmart surveillance video. The latest evidence in the Kimberly Kessler case includes self-checkout video of the suspect Kessler buying cleaning supplies and knives from a store. And photos inside the Tangles hair salon where Kessler and Cummings worked that appear to show blood in black light. The video appears to show Kessler buy an electric knife, trash bags, rubber gloves, and ammonia in a self-checkout line. To this day, the public has no idea what was inside the bags thrown away. We're now in the early morning hours of May 13th. Shortly after midnight, the report says cameras capture Kessler dumping a recycling bin in the woods behind the salon. Again, at 1.10 a.m., surveillance video puts Kessler at the plaza where the salon was. Police say Kessler dumped Cummings SUV just after 1.15 in the morning at a nearby Home Depot parking lot. The report says she then walks to the gate gas station nearby. Surveillance video catches Kessler inside the gas station talking to a clerk. Investigators, they spoke to that clerk in a police interview. Hey, Casey. Hello. I'm Detective Rose with the Sheriff's Office. Hello. Hello. Um, I needed to speak to you about um, someone that you had contact with the other night. You're not in trouble for nothing. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. Can we sit down for a second? Of course. Okay. Right, so, 
you came in contact with, let's see, there was a female that came into the store the other night, right here? Yes. And y'all sat there and talked for a little bit on mm -hmm. video? Yeah, she had me uh, call her a uh, taxi. She had you call her a taxi? Yeah. Can you tell me what your conversation was with her? Um, she said something about how she was out with a couple of friends, uh, drinking, and one of the friends, ex-boyfriends came around. There had been some kind of problem, she didn't go into detail for it much after that. And, to be honest, I don't even know how she got to the store because she had me call her a taxi, and then, what, 10, 15 minutes later she was gone. Uh, the taxi came and picked her up, took her, she said somewhere to like a plant fitness. Okay. That was around us. Alright, um, what else did she say about them being out earlier? Nothing. She went into this really weird conversation about what meth does to your body. Literally, this is what most of our conversation was about. What meth does to yeah. your body? Okay. Yeah, it, it was really weird. Uh, they, uh, all she said about what happened earlier that night was that they were out drinking. One of the girls, like, one of her friend's ex came around and then... You know, then it just went bad from there. But she didn't give any details to me, though. Where were they drinking at? She didn't tell me. The clerk says Kessler was out with friends but needed a cab. He said she seemed irritated. He also mentions to police Kessler had a red mark on her cheekbone. Like someone had, quote, grabbed her face, which appeared fresh and red. How was she acting when he spoke to her? Irritable. We had called, uh, she had called the taxi company from my phone and she was very irritable with the people on the phone. Not that the lady on the phone was being courteous either, but yeah. she was easy to irritate. She, she just like felt like the need to keep talking. She couldn't like not talk either. Did she, was she acting different or? I've never seen her before other than this, so. I mean, did she, how was her, how else was her demeanor? Tired, I mean, there wasn't really anything out there that would, I would say it was off. Did she, um, did you notice any marks on her? She looked like she had a red mark on her face. Okay. It, was, it wasn't like much, but, I mean, it didn't look like someone had hit her, maybe it like, you know, grabbed her by the face or pushed her or something like that. But it, it didn't look like someone had hit her unless, you know, she doesn't bruise easily. But most people do bruise easily in the face, so. Did it look old or fresh? It looked fresh. It looked like it could have happened from that night or recently. And you said the red mark looked like someone had done what? Like someone had, like, pushed it. It almost looked like, you know, like a finger-like mark. Like someone had, like, almost grabbed her face and pushed her out of the way or something. Or like someone had like gripped her face, is like right there, along like on her uh, cheekbone. Okay. Was it bleeding? No, it was just red. Who else did you see with her? Nobody. There's nobody. Yeah, she was there by herself. 
She just said she needed one. Oh, I was to call her on. She needed a cab because I don't know, something with the incident. Then she had no way home or no way back to her car, which was at the plant fitness. The next interview, it's with the cab driver who says he picked Kessler up from the gas station. The report says the pickup was around 1.20 the morning of May 13th. It was a female. She was dressed in like a black workout outfit. She had black hair, had it up in a bun on her head. And uh, she was just a very nice, kind of bubbly, attractive lady. Uh, she didn't appear to have a purse or anything with her. Okay, so she was appeared to be empty-handed in the sense of not having a carry or clutch or backpack or anything like that. Yes, sir. All right. You couldn't see whether or not she had anything in her pockets, I tell you. No. All right. And I want to show you a uh, picture of an individual and ask you if you recognize the picture. Yes, sir. That is the person that I picked up. All right. And I'm going to have you um, just sign your name and date the back of that for me, please. She got in the passenger side front. And um, after in introducing herself to her, um, and whatever she told you her name was, what was the next thing you said to her? Uh, she was asking me if I was a born-again Christian and if I ever received Jesus Christ in my heart. And I said yes. And she, and she asked me if I go to church. And I told her, no, I don't go to church. I, I work you know, a lot of hours and Sunday, you know, I, I get off work and I go to sleep because I've been working 12 hours. But, uh, I told her that, you know, I, I don't go to church. I haven't been in church for a while, but, you know, uh, I still pray when I need to pray or whatever. And she was like accepting to that and told me maybe we could go to church together sometime. And I gave her my phone number. Did she ever call you? No. Um, let me go back. When she first got into the van after the introductions, um, did you ask her anything about uh, the, the, the van that she got out of or the vehicle she got out of? Uh, no. I, well, I kind of asked her why those people didn't give her a ride a half a mile down the road. And she simply said that they didn't have the gas. And did you find that? I found that kind of odd because... If a person's prepaying $20 on a credit card for a half a mile ride, they should be able to give somebody some gas, $5 worth of gas, and get a ride. You know, uh, it was very odd. The detective shifts his attention back to the ride. Where did you take her? I took her to a vehicle parked in the parking lot beside Woody's. And do you recall what that vehicle looked like? I think it was a, like a black, uh, maybe Infinity or something. I'm pretty sure it was a car, and I'm pretty sure it was black. And uh, did you see her get in the vehicle? I think she was getting in the vehicle when I drove off. I'm pretty sure. Which she, way did you go? Did you go out? I came out O'Neill and turned left on State Road 200 and came back to Fernandina on the island. Did you see which way she actually went? Or no, she... I didn't. She told me she was going to Anytime Fitness to continue to work out. I got you. Um, now, did you notice anything other than she was like in a black workout outfit? When you say that, you're talking about black stretchy pants? Yes. You know, what color top? Black? A black, black pullover top. 
Right. You notice, notice anything about her footwear? No, I didn't really look at her feet. The report says at 3.58 that morning, so not long after Kessler's cab drop-off, the gate code for her storage unit is used. Then, at 6.13 a.m., surveillance video places Kessler at a gym. Let's go to May 14th, the next day. It's the same day Jolene is reported missing to police. Early that morning, the report says Kessler was spotted driving behind the salon near the dumpsters again after 2.30 in the morning. The dumpster would be picked up that morning around 10 a.m. by the garbage truck. Police say they discovered low surveillance video showing Kessler by a tree and soil around 3 that afternoon. Now this is where this is important. The report says police and a Tangle Salon employee did a walkthrough of the salon. The employee noticed a plant near the reception desk was not the same. Detectives then found a freshly uprooted plant in the wooded area behind the salon that had been broken halfway up. The plant, for some reason, appeared to be replaced. That wasn't the only thing police say they found inside the salon. Detectives say they found blood evidence inside the salon on a desk, a chair in middle of the floor. Investigators used luminol, which they say lit up on portions of the floor and walls of the salon. A mop sprayed with luminol also reacted positively. When police searched through Kessler's storage unit, they say they found blood on a pair of boots and a spray bottle. There was also a large plastic bin dumped in the woods near the dumpster. After it was swabbed, the report says the stains tested positive for blood. Action News Jax showed you photos released to us Thursday, but today even more new evidence shows blood was found on Kessler's boot and a sock and that it was an almost certain match to that of Cummings. According to an FDLE report, DNA tests of blood splatter inside the Tangle Salon where they both worked also matched Cummings' DNA. Police also say in Kessler's storage unit, they seized several wigs and two cell phones. Remember, police say Kessler lived under several aliases. A woman who says she worked with Kessler at a Jacksonville Great Clips says Kessler was hiding from an ex-husband. We'll get back to this in the next episode. For now, back to the timeline. Police found Jolene's SUV in that Home Depot parking lot May 15th, three days after she disappeared. Police would find Kessler at a St. Johns County rest stop where she would be arrested. Also released in this document, a detective says he looked through Kessler's internet searches and found searches for no body, no crime, Jolene Cummings, I vanished, co-worker guilty of murder, missing person body not found, post-mortem changes, e-medicine. Now, that was just some of them. Kessler made a lot of movements in the days after Jolene was last seen alive, but all this evidence, it hasn't led police to a body. Next on Where is Jolene? Police interview inmates who were housed with Kimberly Kessler. And all she does is read her Bible. And yeah, she got into a fight with me when she first got there the jailhouse phone calls between Kessler and her mother. Mom. Hello? 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 You all right? Nope. What's the matter? 
This is an Action News Jax presentation. Where's Jolene is written by Bridget Matter and edited by Nick Wongo.